Hello and welcome to Walk to Wellbeing, the wellness podcast from Health and Wellbeing magazine, sponsored by Sketches. I'm Holly, the editor of Health and Wellbeing, and each episode, you and I get to join someone as they go for a walk, eavesdropping on them as they talk about their own wellness journey. Each of our guests will answer the same questions, but the conversation, like their walk, might meander a bit as they go. After we leave them, I'll be joined by some of the magazine team to pick out things from that walk that we want to put into action right away in our lives. Think about your answers to each question as you listen to. And if you'd like to record your own walk to wellbeing, you absolutely can. Just download the question pack from healthwellbeing.com. We would love to hear it. Right now though, for our final episode of season one, we're about to join former rugby player turned yoga and breathwork practitioner and author of new book, Lift Your Vibe, Richie Norton, as he steps out of his front door in Ogmore by Sea in South Wales in July 2021. It's got so sunny outside that I'm going to need my sunglasses. You all right? Yeah, good. What's your surname? Norton. You just written a book? I have. I got to press release about it. No way. How funny is that? Hey, thank you very much. <laughs> That's cool. Hiya. Well, it's turned out. Really nice. The tide is uh, coming in. There's a little bit of swell today. Looking out over the ocean. Off to my left is the Bristol Channel. I'm about half an hour from Cardiff, down the south coast of Wales, in a little place called Ogmore-by-Sea. There's a bit of wind today. A little bit gusty, good day for kite surfing. Unfortunately, I can't go out. But this is a nice break in the rain. Sun is beaming. Some blue sky. A few clouds about. Lovely opportunity to go and break up the day and go for a little stroll. Coast Guard helicopter cruising by. Maybe we could even just walk down to the beach. Probably hear the wind and the waves crashing onto the rocks. 
Wow, the waves are pretty big now. Saw some dolphins this morning. They haven't been around for a few months, so that was definitely the highlight of this morning. It looks a little bit rough out there to spot any any dolphins right now. Wow, the ocean. A mesmerizing wonder. Even just the sound of the waves, the water moving around can put you in a trance. The sun's glistening off the surface of the water and where I'm looking out right now is just an endless horizon. this pool of blue. So many rock pools as well. Where I walk down across the coast, down to the, the coves, there are these incredible prehistoric rock formations with crystal and quartz, these incredible fossils embedded in the rock. All sorts of different shapes and still some wildlife, some sea life in the rock pools. Just reminds me when I was a kid. I can just get lost here for hours. Hi. I'm gonna follow this coast walk down, up, up onto the cliffs towards Southern Down and then try and find some shelter coming up back through the trees and then down past the farm. Oh cool, starfish. These really bright orange starfish that have been making their way into the bay. Some of them get caught out because the tide goes out super quick and they don't get to a pool of water. So we have to do these little starfish rescues. And these cool little hermit crabs, tiny things. I'm 
we get some incredible driftwood. Some huge logs make it up onto the beach. No idea where they come from. Some wood that has obviously done quite a few miles. You'll notice maybe of my footing now, I've gone from huge boulders and rocks to another section of the beach and it changes to small little pebbles. And then here, you end up on sand. So such a beautiful mixture of earth, the footings. Or should I say a different mixture of texture for your feet. So I'm barefoot. I took this opportunity while it was dry to do the walk with my feet grounded and connected to the earth. It's dried up a little bit, so <laughs> less muddy this time. So the first question of the 10 I'll be answering, what gets you out on a walk? So this is probably a really great example. It's 3.30 in the afternoon. Very easy to get that brain fog kicking in, that haze of tiredness, or strain behind the eyes from being hunched over your phone or your laptop. And when you pick up on those signs that your body's needing to move, it's needing a little boost of energy, your vibe needs to be lifted, that's your cue to get up, get outside and go move around. I mean, I'd quite easily go out five times a day if I could create that magic <laughs> in each day. But reality is that's not always the case. In the morning, really important to get out. If you can get some of that morning sunshine on your skin, in your eyes, it's a great way to find a nice rhythm and connect with a natural energy. Clear the head, get your mind on side. Getting out for a walk never fails just to create some space mentally and emotionally. And physically lifts your energy, gets the blood pumping, gets the oxygen around the body and it's a great way to get that natural energy lift. I mean, where I am right now, I'm spoiled because of the, the ocean being on my doorstep and being very close to woodland and farm animals, 
these are all of my favorite things so pretty spoiled um, I feel it's important to try and find a little bit of peace and calm wherever you are even if it is somewhere hidden away um, away from the the noise and the hustle of the environment you're in but yeah nature just has that extra little bit of magic to offer when you get outside so yeah soak it up look up at the sky look at your surroundings just allow the mind to soften let the noise quiet down enjoy that pause I feel like walking is kind of that dream movement meditation so yeah walking soaking all of this up right now it's pretty easy to see why it should be part of everybody's daily practice it doesn't fail to put a smile on your face and lift your mood So just coming away from the ocean a little bit here. So the next question, where's your dream walk? Wow, it's a tough one. Wow, just looking back and thinking back, visualizing some of the most incredible walks I've been on. Being able to travel, well, back when we could travel, that was. <laughs> some of the most incredible walks have happened in some of the most surreal places. One of the main ones I feel that comes back is hiking uh, in, uh, in Bali. We did an early morning I think it must be like 2 a.m. drive up to the base of this active volcano. And uh, I think it was like a three hour hike in the dark with head torches. So didn't really get to see much, but the sensory like experience that you get from the dark till the light popping up for sunrise next to this volcano looking over the incredible forests and palm trees and little villages in Bali that was an epic walk one of the best sunrises I think I've ever seen so that was up there but definitely spending a lot of my childhood in the Lake District and the Alps, the French Alps, in the summer and the winter, exploring the woodland and the huge drops and the cliffs and the rock faces and just feeling like a little tiny ant. They're definitely some of my favorite walks. I think some of the things that I often feel we take for granted are the wonders around us that can be literally on our doorstep and we don't go and stand under them, at the base of them, on top of them, hike them, climb them, ride them, 
it just seems like such a shame that we have those some of the most incredible countryside and landscape in the world in the UK. I just think it's a great way to go and check out of the busy, hectic energy that consumes a lot of us and just go and get a different perspective on things. That's why I hike, that's why I climb, that's why I go on adventures, why I camp out in the wild. It's to get a little taste of that. But yeah, I think looking ahead, I'd love to go and explore some new territory. I'd love to go walk and hike in some crazy woodland in the States, in Canada. I've never really explored the, the, the Rockies and the, the Yellowstone Park and all those incredible faces and the, the deep forest and the deep woodland with all the incredible landscape they have over there. That's, that's definitely on my list. Definitely on my list. So the next question, what does switching off look like to you? Switching off is definitely meaning laptop down, TV off, phone off in nature. I am switched off. I mean, don't get me wrong. It takes a little bit of time to mentally and physically and emotionally switch off but I know if those three things or those four things are actioned I'm going to be there pretty soon it's like we all suffer with this addiction to our technology on various different levels and because we're on all day some of us just not switching off at all not disconnecting not turning the volume down not closing our eyes not sitting still and finding some calm the stress levels that build up from that lack of disconnection and that always on button is uh is never really going to lead anywhere positive eventually your body is going to want to shut down it's going to need to shut down Although stress levels can get so high that we get anxious and we get overwhelmed and we feel that panic kick in or, um, or we get angry and frustrated or we don't sleep well. So disconnection is a chance for you to just turn the volume down, to press the reset button, to find a little bit of peace and calm, let your nervous system ground, let it slow down, hit that relaxation response. I feel there's two ways to look at it as well. When you think about disconnection, switching off and checking out, I think would be a, a great way to describe it because sometimes when people are disconnected from themselves and from others, I feel that's where we're, we're a bit lost and we're not really staying present. We're not enjoying the moment. So I feel like you have to like check out and switch off to be able to reconnect with yourself. 
and to others and build better connections rather than mindlessly disconnected. So maybe that's an interesting way to present it. So yeah, get me in the ocean, get me on a surfboard, ripping waves. That is the most mindful and connected I would ever be with myself and to nature at the same time, which is why I'm pretty much addicted to surfing. You can't take your phone, you can't take your laptop. <laughs> it's just you, your board and the ocean. Question four, who's really nailing their well-being in your life? Wow, I've got so many inspiring people in my life right now. Somebody who's in my mind a lot at the moment, because I'm actually gonna to get to see her next week, after about two years, is my grandma. She is killing it in the well-being space. <laughs> She's in her late 90s, she is an inspiration to us all. She gets her sleep. She goes and gets plenty of morning sun and evening sun. She gets out in nature. She walks through the fields by her house. She goes swimming. She practiced yoga for years. She gets her nutrients on point, eats well and her vibe is always high. She is ticking a lot of boxes and I think that's just proof in how healthy she is in, in body and mind because she's, she's got all that dialed in. So yeah, big up to you, Grandma. Um, and then two other people in my life who I'm incredibly inspired by that just absolutely boss it with the wellbeing space is Gabby Reese and Laird Hamilton, um, two lovely friends of mine and uh, true inspirations to me. So, um, yeah, I think just how they go about waking up and living life every single day to the absolute max and helping people along the way, lift them up, inspiring others looking how they can improve their life in any way they can every single day and then sharing that with others. That was always, well, still is very inspiring. You know, prioritizing what matters, your health. Doesn't matter how successful you wanna be in other areas of your life, if your health is not taken care of and if you're not doing the things that we have power to do, then you're missing a huge part of where your success and fulfillment and purpose and passion can be I guess taken to the highest level and uh, yeah they they are all about that so I've just stopped a bit further down this coastline I can if I look down because it is quite clear at the moment there's some incredible rolling cliffs and just on the edge you see these deep coves and at the moment because it's mid-tide the water crashes inside of these coves then blows out and spits it up and it's yeah if you get the wind right if you stand up on the cliffs you get this huge spray and I've seen it happen before where people just didn't know it was coming and uh, yeah got absolutely drenched 
and it looks like it's blowing the similar sort of uh, gusts up the cliff top. And then below that, you've got some very brave sea fishermen with these huge rods going out to ski out to sea. And if you listen closely, you might be able to hear some. That's not actually. There's some oyster catchers that hang out down here. Can't actually see what that bird is, but again, some great wildlife along this coastline. So I'm just gonna. I might actually be a bit out of breath for this next one because there's a bit of a hill coming up. <laughs> um, but yeah, looking down the coast, the next major city is Cardiff. And looking out to my right on the horizon, you can see the silhouette of North Devon. And then separating us is the Bristol Channel. Very lucky to be where I am right now. Okay, question five. When you're feeling stressed, how do you combat your triggers? Okay, so the way I would look at this is triggers are the signs from my body that something is not right. Something's out of alignment, something's not flowing correctly. Your spider senses are on alert. <laughs> Stop, slow down, listen, what's going on, and, and then re-engage. So, yeah, that's my definition of triggers. Um, so one of the things I find is always going to be helpful, definitely the breath work here. And when I say breath work, for those people that listen to this, breath work was introduced to me a few years ago in the form of performance improving breath work, where I just start to bring more attention to how I was breathing while training, while playing sport and also how I was able to calm myself down and, and find myself in a quicker recovery state by simply lengthening my, my breath out, my exhalation. And I immediately found that to be an advantage when I was in stressful situations outside of the gym or off the rugby pitch. It, um, it allowed me to bring attention to my breath, whereas before I was mindlessly going through my day with very poor breathing patterns. When I did get stressed, when I, those triggers kicked in, I had no toolbox to dip into to know how to calm myself down. So the, the, the game changer was definitely becoming aware of the way you're breathing and trying to slow it down, try to just quiet down the noise around you, close your eyes, find some stillness or get outside find some space slow your breathing down level off your focus if your eyes are open and try and take long slow full breaths in in for the nose if you can there might be a little pause that you notice at the top of the inhale before you let that breath go and the breath out the exhalation is nice and long and slow so in for the nose, nice and smooth, a short pause, long breath out. If you're really overwhelmed and you really pushed it, it can be quite hard to maintain nasal breathing. So it, the way I would look to work back from would be in for the nose, 
out for the mouth, gather yourself, slow things down, try and settle everything down to eventually you can slowly inhale for the nose and then exhale for the nose. So that's why breath is so important and one of the key things behind why the book came to life. So when I wrote Lift Your Vibe, it was really all about how breath work can lift your vibration, can lift your mood, but also bring more calm and bring more stillness because of it being such a huge impact on our nervous system. So, yeah, I would always lead with breath work being a real super tool. And on top of that, if you get to add in taking your shoes off and putting your feet in the sand or the grass, sitting out in the sunshine, then even more of a, a calming response. Okay, coming off the rocks, walking up this big grassy hill. So I might, my breathing might change here. <laughs> it's quite a steep hill. <laughs> okay, question six. When was the last time you challenged yourself to try something new or different? Okay. So the new challenge, and definitely something different, is kite surfing. It's been on my list of new things to try for quite some time, but because of lockdown and the, the recent state of the world, we've uh, had some limitations to make that happen, but it's now back on. Because I love to, well, yeah, I love to push myself I think it's important to step out of your comfort zone. <laughs> it's, uh, it's something that you really benefit from mentally when your brain has to step out of its normal routine and thinking pattern, especially if it scares you a little bit at the same time. <laughs> so you really feel alive. But it's one of those sports that involve two disciplines, which is also an extra challenge. Managing riding a board in the water, in the ocean, while trying to fly a kite. <laughs> so uh, yeah, I think it's gonna be up there with some of the best things I've ever done. But uh, yeah, I think the, the moral there is, it can feel a bit boring going through the routine of the same training you do every day, or the same habits, familiar routines, just don't light up your life the same way doing things that change up your flow, cause you to be fully engaged in the task. And yeah, it doesn't have to be kite surfing, but just doing something that isn't familiar, something new, never stop.
quite a steep hill this. I'm trying not to be out of breath, but talking, over breathing, while trying to <laughs> climb up a hill. <laughs> trying to act all cool that I'm not really like. <gasps> I'll go and say hello to these sheep. They're looking very clean. They've obviously had a, a shear, but they look, they look really white and healthy. Hi guys. Deep in grass, munching. Hi. What's happening? Have a nice day. Okay, question seven. When's the last time you cried? So actually, just recently, uh, <laughs> I'm a big softy, really, but all the effort I put into the book over the last two years, my first ever book, and when it came out, and I was so nervous about you know how it was going to be received, and on release day and publication, and all the hundreds of incredible messages and lovely feedback and just the overwhelming support of the book I, uh, I definitely shed a tear definitely not sadness all happiness relief <laughs> um, and I, yeah I, I remember it very well and I'll never actually forget it I'll never ever forget that feeling so much gratitude, so much appreciation for where I am, my life, my health. And um, yeah, it really, it really touched me on a, on a very deep level. So yeah, that was, uh, that was definitely uh, happy tears. What's the one, this is question eight. What's the one recent little win you're happy with? Wow, there's quite a few little wins right now. <laughs> but yeah, the most recent little win is definitely getting my book to the number one bestsellers list in four different categories. Like mind blown, so overwhelmed by that being the response to me bringing my first ever book out. So, Little win, that's quite a big win. If you're looking at little wins, it's getting up today and practicing my breath, my movement, and spending time with my girlfriend before my phone goes on, my laptop goes on, and really enjoying that magic. Question nine. What's the biggest life lesson you've learned in the last year? So a tricky one to pick here. I kind of feel like there's been quite a few life lessons in the last year. 
I think the one that sticks out more than anything else is how precious our health is, how fragile life can be, and not to take what you have for granted. So I feel like a lot of us wait to be told or get sick or get hurt before we do something about it. Or we don't take the opportunities to work on ourselves to improve our health and our well-being when we have the opportunity while we're healthy, while we're able. There are so many things we can be doing every day that support healthy body, healthy mind. There are so many actions you can take that you are responsible for, that you have control of, that can hugely impact so many different aspects of your life. And again, you know, sharing how the book came around is because I believe breath work, movement, your nutrition and your sleep are like four of the highest priorities. And if you're, you're not taking care of them and you're not treating them as a high priority and you're making time for them every day, then you're missing a huge piece of the well-being puzzle. So do something about it. Do not wait and do not waste a single second. Okay, question 10. So this is a three-part answer. So I've got to complete these sentences. So being healthy is such a gift. And within the powers that we can control. So don't miss the opportunity to work on yourself because being healthy is something you can control. You have the power over. And it's something that you should definitely hold as a very, very high priority. So being healthy is such a gift. Don't waste it. Next element, next sentence. I'm most me when outdoors in nature. <laughs> that was an easy one. Yeah, most me when outdoors in the wild without all the the noise and the hustle and bustle taking it all in slowing things down next sentence the best thing about my walk today has been slowing down making more effort to look around, see what's going on around me, get some time in the sunshine.
connect with a few friends along the way. Not having my phone on. And appreciating where I live. like a very, very lucky boy. Just going to carry on walking for a little bit now. Just going to let this run for a little while and maybe we'll look out and capture some interesting conversations and sound effects as we walk back to the house. Great to see people out and about as well. Families walking across the cliffs. Nothing better than hearing hearing somebody laugh, especially kids. <laughs> I love it. That breeze is actually quite nice now. <laughs> How atmospheric was Richie's walk today? I really felt like I was right there with him beside the ocean. And Richie might have been brave enough to go barefoot, but if you're like me and prefer some cushioned support, our sponsor has a fabulous range to suit all your walking needs. So before we discuss Richie's answers, let's take a moment to hear from Sketches. Walk to Wellbeing is proudly sponsored by Sketches. Put a spring in your step with Skechers' range of comfort-boosting shoes featuring the very latest walking technology. The new lightweight, high-flex ArchFit range is designed to take great care of your feet, wherever your walk to wellbeing may take you. Over 20 years of data was used to create the amazing ArchFit cushioning insole, which is removable too, and provides complete foot and arch support for all-day comfort. Shop the ranges online at sketchers.co.uk. That's S-K-E-C-H-E-R-S.co.uk. 
where you'll find thousands of shoes, boots and trainers to bring you and your family style and support with every step. There's so much in Richie's interview that I'm excited to chat about. So for one final time this season, I'm bringing back Daniela and Vicky from the health and wellbeing team to episode 10 of the podcast. Vicky, why don't you kick things off with one of your favorite parts of Richie's episode? I really like the fact that he was barefoot for the entire walk. That <laughs> yeah. was very brave, um, but maybe not something I would try. Um, I mean, I live really close to the beach, but I don't think I would walk from my flat down to the beach with no shoes on. <laughs> yeah, you don't see that very often, do you? It feels like quite a holiday thing that you do, like flip-flops in hand type thing, heading down to the beach. And it was really surprising when he said that he was barefoot, because I think I was picturing all the rocks and things like that. So that was so nice. And the fact that he felt very connected to the ground when he was barefoot is really, really cool. I think I might try that. Although I do walk in a forest, so it's going to be pretty muddy. So I'm not sure how that will go down very well. <laughs> One of the things I loved was Richie's activity that really helps him to switch off and wind down, which was surfing. And I just thought that's just amazing. And it made me think, oh, what, what's the thing that forces me to leave my phone at home and not able to kind of have anyone reach you in a way um I think I always I always take my phone on a walk with me but I think that's because I've always got a podcast in what about you guys do you leave your phone at home or do you always kind of like have it in your pocket with you I actually was relating to him when he said this not for surfing I haven't tried that before um <laughs> but when he was talking about the water and I was thinking about when I go swimming uh, before kind of COVID times when you could still go to the pool I'm not sure if you can now can you Vicky you can yeah I've been a couple of times but that for me is where you can put your phone in the locker you can get in the water and that's when I feel most mindful as well is when you're just you know in the water and you haven't got anything else to think about and no one can reach you in there Mm. either so but for me I could really relate when he was saying that yeah, so nice. It was so lovely to hear the ocean waves in the background yeah. as well. Very, very therapeutic. And I guess it's kind of like when you're saying, Holly, putting your phone in the locker, it's kind of like you really are switching off, winding down, shutting down, and then getting that kind of connection through other means rather than technology. Yeah, definitely. Vicky, do you find that? Because you go swimming a lot. I do. I, I find that I can really switch off. Um, not, and also... <laughs> also water related but the shower I find is good <laughs> I always come up with like feature ideas or a way to write an intro or something in the shower I think because there's nothing to distract oh, you oh yeah the bathroom's a great place to have <laughs> like creativity it really is it really is we've got a we've got a colleague who always I remember when I when I when we were in the office she'd always say to me all of my best ideas come from the bathroom and I think actually it's so true when you're at your desk trying to think of an intro or trying to get creative it, you, you you really really notice the difference when you step away from your desk and for example go out for a walk um or you know simply simply give yourself a bit of a break and then you'll I think you'll often find that it, it comes to you like that so there must be something in the in the in the switching off element that makes you be a bit more creatively free something in the water yeah <laughs> exactly exactly <laughs> how amazing did his grandma sound as well oh my God. So i amazing. would like to be like her <laughs> i know doesn't she sound amazing 
What I loved was the fact that it sounded very much like she has very simple well-being practices that I feel that Richie tries to emulate as well. Um, so definitely, like he said, big up, big up the inspirational grandmas. Yeah, and I found it really interesting that he viewed prioritising your health as the highest success you could strive for, which makes total sense, right? But we're so conditioned to do the opposite and to push and to strive, often to the point of burnout. So we'll give everything of ourselves over to that perceived idea of success. But then what if we're not left with anything for ourselves? I think Richie's grandma and like you said, Daniela, the, it's not rocket science what she's been doing mm. for all these years. But actually, like Richie was saying at the end, you know, not waiting until we feel oh, unwell to focus on our health. Definitely. Um, it's really important. It's quite similar to um, our guest last week, Jill, who obviously reached burnout after all of that workload she'd piled on herself and then mm. she ended up ill. So if you prioritise your health and not pile so much work on yourself, you can stop that from happening. Yeah, for sure. I think we're kind of so conditioned to being reactive in those kind of situations. Like he said, you know, when you get ill or you, you know, you do, you're kind of like forced to take that rest or I don't know if you're injured or, or something, you know, you stop, I don't know, you stop working out. But if you, I don't know, stretch and cool down after every workout or, you know, ensure that you're getting the right amount of sleep, you know, daily, that's, that's going to help you really like prioritize your health and also kind of not really have to have to think about it and make sure it doesn't kind of end up as 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 something that's that's kind of like unenjoyable which is why I think it's so interesting like the habits it's I feel like it's such an interesting discussion because I feel like you're kind of in like either two camps you're either you're very routine based and have need those kind of structures in your life and I do understand the benefits of those because people say if you've got those staples in your life that kind of creates space to to help you focus on like the more important things but then on the other hand trying something new and being outside of your comfort zone is also equally as important what do you guys think yeah I do know what he means about familiar routines can become boring so it is important to try and do something to like shake things up a bit and Maybe, maybe scare yourself. I haven't quite got that far. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like his kite surfing that he'd not tried before. Um, it sounded, it sounded interesting. I don't think it's something I would try, but <laughs> it does sound, it sounds like he enjoyed it. Yeah, he definitely had an adventurous streak. <laughs> yeah, I think routine definitely has its place. I think we'd kind of be a little bit lost if we didn't have some structure in place. And it can be really beneficial to structure our day but I think like Richie was saying you know you do need to push yourself a little and it can get mundane and that's where you can get a bit stuck but you can then fall into the trap I think of having good intentions of oh you know in five years time I'm going to have done this this and this to push myself but then when those five years roll around will you have actually have done the work to push yourself to try them mm. I think that's that's the balance isn't it it's not staying so deep into your routine that you don't push yourself but mm. they do have a place to help you to get to that stage I guess definitely yeah balance really is key isn't it and it kind of relates as well back to what he was saying about 
really just so easy to kind of sail through life without being grateful for what you have. I loved what he said about um, gratitude seems to be really, really important to him. And I think it's definitely something that I've tapped into over the past, you know, 12 to 14 months, just being grateful for what you have, you know, literally being able to wake up in the morning and move your body or have your family, friends and family close because some people don't have those luxuries. So I thought that was, that was so, so nice. And yeah, just kind of hammered home his, his life lesson as well. Life is fragile. Yeah. And I think I really resonated with when he was saying that walking can be a natural energy lift. And I really felt that this morning I was having one of those days where you wake up anxious um do you get those <laughs> yep. um, I don't know if it's just me as soon as you open your eyes you feel that wave of worry come over you um for no particular reason um so I went on a walk this morning and it was like medicine for me today mm-hmm. um so I can really relate to um that natural energy lift that Richie was talking about yeah and I'd like definitely Last year when we were deep in lockdown, I'd be counting down the minutes to lunchtime so I could get outside and just walk off the anxieties that had appeared over the morning. Yeah, movement for medicine definitely should be part of everyone's daily practice for sure. Yeah, definitely. And breathwork as a super tool is another one that he was talking about. I don't know about you, but I was doing that those breathwork exercises yeah yeah same (laughs) yeah I suddenly noticed I've been shallow breathing for ages (laughs) yeah I was closing my eyes and really getting into it it was really really nice you just don't realize how detoxifying actually breathing properly is I think Holly you must get that kind of like at the end of your like yoga practice or something like that I mean I guess the only breathwork I do is probably laying on the floor after a workout like breathless (laughs) (laughs) yeah definitely it's something that um, I'm really kind of leaning into at the moment and relearning which it sounds mad doesn't it that's something that we're born knowing how to do that the whole kind of you know world just having to relearn mm-hmm. um but I've started doing uh, I don't know if you guys have tried this is nostril breathing where you kind of block one and breathe through oh, the other yeah, one I've tried and that block the other one yes yeah it's quite good actually when you're at your desk and you're feeling a bit frazzled <laughs> would you be um keen to do that in the office ollie when you've got people people around you or is it something something for home working only <laughs> i don't know i think people might think i had like a sinus problem <laughs> <laughs> no it's just those it's those um things that you can keep in your well-being toolbox isn't it that you can just kind of open up the lid to every day and just um, pick out the key things that are gonna help you feel good that day maybe in the office you could pop to the loo and do it there <laughs> yeah maybe come up with some creative ideas while I'm there yeah <laughs> <laughs> and I know we don't often talk about people's dream walks when we're kind of going through the answers but I actually felt a bit emotional when I was listening to Richie describe his dream walk and the epic sunrise in Bali and I don't know if that's because that's where I was meant to go <laughs> on holiday last year and you know covid <laughs> uh, but yeah rub it in i just like was imagining how amazing like going from the dark to that amazing sunrise that he was talking about and i was like wow i bet that was really spectacular to witness actually yeah it sounded really amazing yeah it did sound incredible i mean i think just him just hearing the ocean where he was i, th- I we've had a lot of guests on um you know being in the city um hearing those kind of uh 
city noises, um, which has been nice. So it's been really nice to have this lovely contrast with the ocean. And I think that that for me just gave kind of dream walk vibes, you know, being on holiday and being out of the country somewhere warm. It's quite nice that it's been bookended with um, Amanda down in Brighton and then Richie on yeah. the beach as well. So true. Okay, so for one final time this season, then I'm going to link to our takeaways from today. And mine is going to be just echoing what Richie said of how precious our health is and, you know, what a gift it is. And don't miss that opportunity to work on yourself. Don't waste it. Hold that as the highest priority. That's your success. I wish I had something different to say, but I don't. Um, that right at the end for me, I was just absolutely nodding along. You know, he said, "Being healthy is a gift." I thought that was just amazing, and yeah, again, not taking for granted what we what we do have in life. What about you, Vicky? Mine is the reminder of how important breathing actually is. Like he said, it can lift you up, but it can also slow you down and. I think I forget, I think we all forget how um, important breath work is. So that is something I'm going to try and keep in mind and use when I need it. Definitely. And it's easy to forget to do as well, right? (laughs) (laughs) Well, I think it's fair to say that we all enjoyed joining Richie on his walk today. And I hope you did too. So thank you to Richie for reminding us that something as simple as a walk can raise your energy. But I've loved chatting to you both today. So a huge thanks from me to you, Daniela and Vicky. And of course, to our adventurous and calming guest, Richie Norton. Most important of all, though, thanks so much to you for listening. If this is the first time you've joined us, there's nine more fantastic episodes for you to get stuck into. But if you've been with us for the past 10 weeks, thank you so much for coming with us and our fabulous guests on their walks to wellbeing. And so until next time, from me and the whole of the health and wellbeing team, stay well and see you soon. Before you unlace your trainers, we've got an exclusive health and wellbeing magazine subscription deal for you, our lovely Walk to Wellbeing listeners. Head to giftstoyou.com forward slash APOD1. That's A-P-O-D and the number one to get three issues for just $9.99, saving you over 25% and delivered straight through your front door. The link is in the description of this episode to make redeeming this fantastic offer simple and easy. Remember to share your walk with us on social media using the hashtag walk to wellbeing. And you can even download exactly the same list of questions that you heard our guest chat through earlier in this episode. You can record your very own Walk to Wellbeing episode and we'd absolutely love to hear it. For all the details, head to this episode's description and we hope you enjoyed strolling with us today. Bye.